0: Hiring can either be the bane of your existence or it can be a powerful tool to build your dream team. You get to choose. I have lost track of how many of our clients have grown through the transformation from despising hiring to crystal clarity about the right fit for their practice That clarity fosters trust that with the right support, you can bring the right people into your practice. Today's guest shows us a completely different approach to hiring, and it's not just about getting the best resumes to the top of the pile in your search. It's also not about you, the provider, waving a wand and magically crafting stellar discernment or even having a practice manager with this superhuman skill set. It's about finding the right fit for the job and the culture of your practice. And it's about outsourcing. Stay tuned to hear how it all works. Hello, and welcome back to Thriving Practice, the place to be for all things business in the world of healthcare. I'm your host Tracy Cherpesky, and today we've got an episode that's all about building your dream team to take your practice to the level you desire. Joining me today is someone truly special, a maestro in the art of building a stellar team, Dr. Michael Neal, and he is the visionary behind Build My Team. Dr. Mike is an optometrist and the founder of Build My Team, a game changer in the realm of hiring and building team for medical practices. I can't wait for you to hear about the concept of talent certainty and its huge impact on a thriving practice. Dr. Mike's journey to this point is something I'm sure many of you can relate to. He and his wife had that light bulb moment when they realized they'd been approaching hiring staff all wrong. It was like a puzzle with mismatched pieces, draining their finances, energy, and sanity. Once they made hiring the right people their priority, Everything changed. Their practice flourished, stress levels dropped, and they found the holy grail improved patient care and a soaring net income. This revelation birthed Build My Team, a powerhouse that now helps practices across 40 states in various specialties. It's a service that's not just a game changer, but really a life changer for providers spinning all those plates. You know, I talk about plate spinning. So in today's episode, we're dissecting the three pivotal steps to nailing the perfect hire. Finding the gems among candidates, slotting them into roles that make them shine, and empowering them to own it. It's a winning formula that Dr. Mike and Build My Team swear by. There is a treasure trove of advantages when you tap into a service like Build My Team. Think stress reduction, the gift of time back in your hands, and the freedom to focus on what truly matters both within and beyond your office walls. We are waving bye-bye to outdated hiring techniques. It's time to emphasize the crucial role of assessing skills tailored to specific positions, because let's face it, a square peg won't fit in a round hole no matter how hard we push. If you've ever struggled with filling roles in your practice, this episode is your beacon of hope. It's all about doing things differently and setting yourself and your team up for success. Listen in as Dr. Mike shares his pearls of wisdom. You know what to do, get comfy, grab your favorite cup of whatever fuels your genius, and let's dive in to hiring the modern way. (laughs) Dr. Mike, it is so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. Really looking forward to uh talking with you and hopefully helping your clients.
0: Yeah, me too. You know, when we were kind of talking in the green room, I was thinking a lot about just how challenging the hiring process is, how much time and energy it it's a thief of time and energy for the practice owner, and I just I think that what you're doing really um serves a really broad purpose and everybody wins from what you're doing. So I just wanted to start with that because I think, I think we're about to have a really great conversation. Um, so before we dive in, I like to tell our listeners where you are located.
1: Absolutely. We're in Northeastern Pennsylvania in the Poconos. Um, my private practice is there. I'm a practicing eye doctor and, uh, um, Build My Team is located down the road in Honesdale, Pennsylvania. So I'm not sure if anybody's been to the Poconos, but that's where we're at. I have. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> I've been to the Poconos. So beautiful. What a lovely Small place world. to live. Yeah. I, I vacationed there with my kids once. It was lovely. Oh, great. Yeah. A little yeah. chilly for July, but we had a good time anyway.
1: Well, maybe down South where you're from, but where yeah, we're at, we're it's nice like, and warm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're used to like melting hot. So Exactly. <laughs> oh, But it was yeah. so beautiful. We had such a great time. So I can imagine it's a really beautiful place to live. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about, well, tell us about how you got to where you are. Like you have these, you have your practice and you have this company, Build My Team. So how did you get here?
1: Ah, boy that's a great question um so being in private practice for about 20 years we've we've noticed just hiring changes and it became more and more difficult uh, to get great team members um primarily because as it turns out my wife and I were hiring wrong that's uh that was the the big realization and um you know we're in eye care but everything I'm about to talk about is completely transferable and applicable to any private healthcare practice. It doesn't matter if you're in dentistry, eye care, chiropractic. Um, I mean, we have clients, Build My Team has clients in eight different healthcare professions around North America. So I just want to get that um, out right away. And the main reason we were hiring wrong, we were looking at resumes. We were trying to pick the best people from a, a document that's mostly BS. And interviewing folks, um, you know, we were hiring with empathy. We were hiring. Oh, I hate to say it, but like the you know the wounded puppies, trying mm-hmm. to nurse them back to health. Um, people who, you know, when we were talking earlier, healthcare is a business, and you're in the business of serving people, of providing outstanding care, but it's a business, and in order to be successful in healthcare in America, uh, North America you have to be able to provide that service at a high level. And unless you've got terrific team members, you are not going to be able to do that. You know, and as as you touched on earlier, in school we're taught, it's all about the doctor, the doctor, oh my goodness, it's so egocentric, it's ridiculous. And then you get out into private practice and you provide the healthcare, sure, but you're judged based upon your team members. You might be the best doctor since sliced bread, but if your secretary gripes about something to a patient, that's what they remember. That's what the Google review is about, the Facebook review. And and uh, is it fair? Of course not. We can all agree on that. But that's how healthcare is. So we were, we were hiring the wrong way. And what did we do about it? Well, boy, oh boy. Unintentionally, um, I was in executive coaching at the time. And I was looking at how do other, how do other businesses do this? Like get way out of healthcare and say, what are these, these star businesses doing? You know, how does Disney get people who smile all the time and who are actually happy people? Um, (laughs) we stayed at the four seasons in Maui. Uh, this was a life changing event, uh, for a wedding. Uh, we had some friends who flew all of us out to, uh, to this wedding And at the end of a week at the Four Seasons in Maui, over 50, five zero staff members, and I counted, were addressing us by name. Now, I I didn't know that level of service was a possibility on planet earth. So how Mm -hmm. does a company like that hire? Well, the the short and the long of it is, they weren't hiring based on resumes, they were doing everything the exact opposite way we were. They used assessments. It turns out there's an entire field of psychology um, that is is based on assessments, and you can use assessments to figure out what a person is naturally good at. We do this all day long. Um, When you take a person who is naturally good at something, you put them in a position that requires the strengths and talents that they're naturally good at, guess what happens? I mean, this isn't going to be rocket science to anybody,
0: but guess what happens?
1: They flourish. (laughs) The magic is made. That's how you make magic. And it's just as applicable to healthcare as it is to Disney and as it is to the Four Seasons. People in those businesses love to serve and people in healthcare really need to love to serve. But most of the time, that's not the case. We are people as clinicians who get up in the morning to help others. That's what we do. Whether you realize that anymore or not, <clears throat> whether you're burnt out, whether you're having all kinds of issues um, in your practice, that's the foundation for why we are doctors and, and healthcare providers. And I think that um, you know, so many practices, uh it's such a slog some days that you forget that. And you know, I, I wonder how many of your listeners are nodding their heads saying, oh, my God, boy, oh, boy. Well, that's how it was for me until we changed how we hired.
0: How did it change? I want to know what you did, but first I want to know how it changed.
1: Well, there was a massive amount of desperation. Um, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, desperation is right behind it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I were... We were hiring the wrong way. We were hiring for empathy. We were hiring proverbial wounded puppies. We wanted to to help people, to nurse them, you know, back to health. Um, <clears throat> we weren't hiring for business. Mm-hmm. We weren't running a business. The business was running us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, was the dog wagging the tail? No, the tail was wagging the dog. That was our average day. So what changed? Looked at how those other companies hired. They did not use resumes. They flipped the pyramid, the hiring pyramid, completely upside down. And before they brought a person in for an interview, they knew that that person could do the job. So what I did was uh, created um, a process that I, oh, this is a nightmare. I u- did it all for <laughs> my cell phone. So I was oh, wow. the one texting candidates back and forth using a cell phone. And that that was as big of a nightmare as you could possibly imagine it to be. Um, but it started to work and got them, um, they were doing some assessments that I I flat out purchased. Saw a little bit of hope, but what ended up happening was, um, the assessment industry was talking about one assessment does everything for hiring. Okay. It's not true. It it doesn't Mm -hmm. actually work that way. What we ended up having to, uh, what I created was a system where the, um, the first thing that it does, and this is automated now at this point, and we, we do this in something like 40 states plus Canada. Uh, the first thing it does is it texts the candidate after they apply for the job, so they get a text within about five seconds. And there's some learning stuff behind this. The the key thing we learned with that, you you won't believe this, but an average candidate doesn't remember the job that they just applied for. Okay, now. All, all the people listening are scratching their head. They can't possibly be true, right? I mean, why wouldn't they? They're on to the next job after they click the button. That, and I hate to say it, is the reality of how people are applying right now. So what what our texting system does is it gets them in that five to 10 second window where they actually remember what they're applying for. And it starts them down the process of, uh, of going through our assessments. Now the why why assessments well about half of them immediately stop they don't move forward i don't want to fill out an assessment why would i want to do that i'm lazy i got to get off uh get off my butt to do something like that well congratulations we've just pulled all those people out of the process right and now that they go through this, we assess their mindset. We measure their learning. We are measuring a ton of stuff, like how do they respond to stress? How do they work with others? Are they warm and friendly with patients? You name it. We've got all kinds of information on them. And when this process is done, we now know whether or not they would uh, work well in in the job. And the uh, the most remarkable thing about that is about half of them that apply for job A don't actually get put into job A. Their natural strengths and talents are a better fit for another position within the practice. That was something we never could have predicted. But mm-hmm. it just illustrates that these, these folks applying, they don't know what they're good at. They just flat out have no idea what they're actually good at. And you're not going to get that out of a resume. Um, you're not going to get that out of an interview. You just have to get that a lot of times through you know trial and error.
0: Oh, my brain cells are popping all over the place. You know, I think what's super interesting and probably poignant is that people don't know what they're good at. It takes yeah. having conversations or a set doing assessments and drawing out what lights people up. And you know, I think there's there's some people who are like, just apply the job, you know, do it and whatever. But all of my clients who have gone through. Every one of them has at least one nightmare story to share yeah. about hiring, hiring and then subsequently needing to fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um there's something to recognizing what someone's good at and also what they really enjoy doing. And there's always right. going to be parts of the job that you may not love, and it's just part of the job and you just do it. But if most of it is what you're good at and you love, oh, it just makes it so much easier to to connect, exactly. right? And yeah. And so did you, how do you determine fit? Like before you uh, post a job or start mm-hmm. looking for candidates, have you decided the kind of fit that you're looking for? Or do you go with the job description and let let the candidates or let the system figure out who you're looking for?
1: Well, we have, um, I would describe it, it's algorithmic uh, okay. for the different positions. So in an eye care practice, a great secretary has a certain characteristics. They're identical to what a great secretary in dental, in chiropractic, in every health private practice. uh, It's all the same. So it's by position. Um, A medical assistant, a dental assistant, a chiropractic assistant, all these different positions have an algorithm behind them. Here's what a terrific candidate is like for that particular position. And that comes through... um, just oodles and oodles of feedback that we've received from practices because uh, docs love to give feedback. We all know that. And we suck it up. We, we just absolutely absorb as much of that as possible because the feedback loop that we've created makes our algorithms better. And they yeah. just get the more we hire, the better and better they get. So instead of a practice who is hiring a couple people a year, um, you know, or whatever that number might be, our team members are doing that before lunch on a monday uh, because it's just the same thing over and over and over again using these feedback loops so the the type of person that we're looking for for a, a particular position is very specific and you know going through these assessments is one thing but at the end of the process we also include a video interview um the the video interview is excellent for making sure that the the person in front of us is actually the person that we uh, you know, that went through the assessment process. That there's no surprises that, you know, um, um, that somebody who is excellent on paper, you know, air quotes on paper is actually excellent when they're in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then once once that entire process is done, depending on the position, we've eliminated 97, 98% of the applicants. Mm -hmm. They are not, they're gently exited out of our process and their finalists are sent over to the practice. And at that point, we already know that the candidate can do the job. Mm
0: -hmm. What the practice
1: does is they just pick the person that's the best fit. So in my practice, um, build my team does the hiring for our private practice. And Uh, about two hours before I hop on the the recording of this podcast, we uh, just had an applicant that was hired for a front desk. We're bringing on a second person on our front desk because thankfully the volume's enough to do that. And um, we have a terrific person on our front desk. We're getting a second one. I had nothing to do with that. Nothing. My practice manager... Um, worked with Build My Team, spent about a whopping half an hour on this uh, mm-hmm. This to determine the type of... It starts off with a consultation call. Here's the type of person we're looking for. Here's the position, all that stuff. And then after that, it's all the Build My Team writes the job description. And the job description is designed to get as many applicants as humanly possible because we know we're going to uh, remove most of them. And that translates to... Um, the pra- our practice does nothing other than just wait for the candidates to uh, to be sent over. And so I don't know how much time it saves, but it is you – know, we can hire a person in, in about an hour of net time. You know, what's that worth to a private practice nowadays? Yeah. And not only financially, yeah, um, but the – oh, God, the amount of stress. I mean, it's so maddening looking at a stack of resumes on your desk – Who's the winner in the stack of resumes? And who's that a player? Or worse yet, I don't have a stack of resumes. I got like two of them and both of them suck. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. that's the reality of of hiring nowadays. Um, so that that's that's where we're at on the practice end of things.
0: I would imagine that this helps the whole practice, especially the, like the, the leadership or the people in charge of hiring kind of work around that. I hear this a lot. Nobody wants to work, but I'm like, "Mm -mm." this whole thing about not wanting to work is less about not wanting to work and more about wanting to work in a good environment. And I think part of what makes a good environment, assuming, you know, assuming that the leadership isn't toxic and whatever is fit, right? and being aligned with your skills and your personality and what you bring to the table your passions what drives you and so i'm curious like what is the success rate then of hiring so they bring somebody on do they tend to be pretty good fits like do you know what percentage of people stay whatever the requisite amount of time is to be considered a successful hire
1: yeah we we hear back from clients that our people that we send over stay at a much higher rate nice um and the thing is even with that, we, we have to change how we think about hiring in healthcare because mm-hmm. post-COVID, um, a lot of people flat out don't want to work. Mm-hmm. That's statistically accurate. The ones that do don't want to work with B or C players. And I cannot stress this enough. Um, an A player loves working with A players. They tolerate B players and they will quit their job because of C players. Mm-hmm. This is, this is how life works. And it's magnified now um, in today's hiring environment, because you just don't have as many people looking for healthcare jobs as you used to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it just makes it, it flat out makes it harder. And, you know, wh- what I would challenge your listeners to do is to really think about transitioning from the old way of hiring their old approach to, to meeting hiring where it's at nowadays. And the you know the old approach of uh, taking a week or two to make a decision on somebody, well, here's a pro tip to your listeners, dead. That is absolutely dead in the water. Um, our practice has to make a decision within a couple of hours, like two to three hours um, on the the people that Bill my team sends over. And that's a little fast uh because we choose to make it that quick we want to jump we want to always be the first response for an a player because we want to be decisive we want you you know we're not telling you maybe we're not thinking we can get somebody better we want you we want to work with you we want you on our team um no indecision whatsoever i don't want to see any of that stuff coming over uh, because indecision will turn off an A player, and you can be the best fit for them. And just that little bit, and off they go. And and once they're on the team, um, it also helps from a cultural standpoint that they're allowed to do things on you know um, with decisiveness. That's that's kind of a requirement.
0: Oh, if we could stand on a mountaintop and shout this out, this would be the thing that decisiveness, right? That, and this comes from in the coaching world, this comes from a place of clarity. So being super Mm -hmm. clear about what you want, why you want it, why it's important to you and creating a really clear picture and description and all of that of what you're looking for, for fit, for productivity, for results. Mm -hmm. That's, that is the key right and so it yeah. it gave me a little a little some heart palpitations of thinking about making a decision within 2 hours however when we've been hiring at my company we're quick like we're mm-hmm. like you know we don't we do it a little bit differently because we don't have an agency that does it for us but we have one yeah. interview we make a decision and we're done that's it
1: right Yeah, exactly. And And it's worked out well. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the old days, we used to have two to three interviews. And old Mm -hmm. days might be four or five years ago, you know, before the build my team process. Um, And we'd have people come back and, oh boy, it was a colossal use of time by the Mm -hmm. practice. I question whether or not. I mean, We just tried to make the best decisions we could because we didn't have scientific, you know, psychometric data about the person. Um, Now we do. So the um, there's a concept that I use to build my team called talent certainty. And this is a little bit um, a little bit out there. How would you, here's a challenge for your listeners. How would you operate your practice if you had talent certainty? If you knew for sure that within a reasonable amount of time, you would be able to get a person in whatever role you wanted them to be in, that would be terrific at their job and did a, just showed up every day and just did a great job. If, if it was really, you know, learn quickly, of course, and it was really nothing that much more than that, how would you operate your practice? And I love posing that question to people because I get a lot of blank stares, and just silence and blank stares. It is so hard to put your arms around that because it's the exact opposite of what we expect on a day to day basis. And that is the, the number one thing that build my team has solved for a for my practice is talent certainty. Mm-hmm. Um we now know that within a reasonable period of time we can bring in an A player. Sometimes a B player, but we do not have C players on the team. Um, those folks are gone. Um and I can't begin to describe how big of a difference that is. Um Financially, our net income has soared. Uh, our headcount, uh, number of employees is down by, I think 30 some percent and our volumes of patient care are up. So we not only have fewer people on the team, we've got, um, uh, higher volumes and better, uh, better net income.
0: So it sounds like with the right fit, your efficiency has increased.
1: Dramatically, drastically. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know do do practices will they take a c player and let them go most won't the ones that do they're not mediocre practices anymore i mean that i would say is a mental switch that can be voluntarily flipped by the practice owner if they want to just start becoming a performance based practice if they want to go from mediocrity to well on the way to excellence flip that one single switch and, as soon as you do that, you've just decided um, that uh, the you know the culture that you're willing to accept just raised. The whole bar just got raised. And um that's something that I've seen practices do. and I, I would say it's their first step on the way to becoming really high performers.
0: There's definitely something to that. One of my clients, referred to kind of my approach to working to like looking at how you work operationally, meaning hiring and training and how you yep. how you greet people and everything is um wellness hospitality or healthcare mm-hmm. hospitality. And it was, I mean, a lot of the things that I worked on her team with were things that I learned working in the health club industry and what we trained our front desk people to do. Right. Mm-hmm. All these, you know, rules of walk in the door and blah, blah, blah. And That's it. Right. When you have, I think you have to train people really well too, but you got to start out with the right fit for the hire Mm -hmm. because whoever is the first point of contact in your practice will be the one who makes the impression. So they're either, I mean, I left a pediatric practice when I could tell that the staff was unhappy there. Because mm-hmm. my child when my children were really little, they picked up on it, and it made going yeah. to the pediatrician incredibly stressful. Yeah, we left. We left mm-hmm. because of the staff.
1: A- exactly, and the, <laughs> the provider could have been the best doc on planet Earth, but wouldn't have mattered because my kids screaming on the way in already, right?
0: right? Yeah, exactly, or whatever, you know, right? Um, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm.
1: Jim Collins has that quote uh, from Good to Great, where it's all about getting the right people on the bus, and. I've experienced that in our practice where the right people are now on the bus. That was the start. The second mm-hmm. step of it was to get them in the right seats on the bus, which we have. And the third step, which was like the advanced class, um, was let them drive the bus. Now, docs were all control freaks. So, you know, we <laughs> we don't want... What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there are some caveats to that. But the way I describe it is... Um, I put the guardrails on the road. That's my job. Yeah. So I'm putting the guardrails on. I want you to drive that bus as fast as possible. Do not crash the bus and try your best to keep it off the guardrails, but it's your job to drive it as fast as you can. And as long as the team does that, which they have, the results have been spectacular. Um, but so many docs can't do that because you go back to the foundation concept there. Do you have the right people on the bus? Hell no. So you don't get to drive the bus if you're, you know, if you're the wrong, <laughs> if you're driving that bus drunk and all, you know, all those types of crazy, right. thing, who knows? You're not what, getting right? the
0: keys, buddy. No, <laughs> no,
1: you're just not. Yeah. So yeah. you have to do almost a, a tactical retreat, a strategic retreat, even to say, I got to get those right people on the bus first of all, and, and then we can talk about putting them in the right seats. Um, and just uh, the reality is that has to be done. Well, you've got a forty-hour work week, clinical work week, seeing patients. You've got all these responsibilities. You've got your kids. You're trying to go to the soccer game. I mean, uh, there's a local dentist. Uh, she's now our client. She, oh boy, um, our kids, her kids, same age. So we go over to uh, to hang out with her at her pool. She's sitting on the edge of the pool reviewing resumes.
0: Oh, painful.
1: And I, I, I said to her, uh, "Hey, um, I got an idea for you. There's this little outfit called Build My Team. Uh, why don't you, you know, c- consider this?" Gave her the, the standard walkthrough of what we do, and she was just dumbfounded. Um, she's not reviewing uh, resumes at the side of her pool
0: anymore. Mm-hmm. She can be present.
1: How much is that worth to a to a parent? You, you know, like
0: priceless right Priceless. and and we
1: yeah. in in healthcare we seem to have this hero complex where you're not a great doc unless you're working 60 70 hours a week well we all know that our kids could not possibly care less about being the great doc they just want their parents home um and you know when when I'm home, I want to be the best dad that I can be. I sure as hell don't want to be thinking about a resume of this or that, the other thing. Um, can I pay somebody to do that? Yes. Does it cost a fortune? Of course not. Is it affordable? Yes. Is it going to cost me less than what I'm paying right myself to do it right now? Well, yes. Those were all the questions that I I looked at um, before. And now I get to go to the soccer games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry about, uh, um, we can go to the water park on the weekends with the kids. I take my kids ice skating. Um, uh, We went last weekend and I ended up falling, which is unusual, but, uh, you know, we, uh, um, we did all of that stuff, you know, great stories because I can't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And because you're present and, you know, you mentioned, I think before we started recording, like maybe we don't know how to fully measure stress, but it's the stress reduction shows up presence, sleeping better, you know, absence of, or mostly absence of, you know, those crazy, weird, you know, teeth falling out dreams and things like that. Like the quality of our life improves when our stress levels are reduced. And I would say of the top three, you know, complaints, air quotes, complaints that like our clients come to us with hiring Mm -hmm. is up there always 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 up there. I mean this is just such a great solution and everybody wins. The job seeker gets the satisfaction of not having to take hopefully 3 months mm-hmm. from start to finish for getting a right. job and a good placement and everybody is positioned better for success when it's done this way. I think that's the thing that really stands out to me.
1: Well, it, exactly. And it it just doesn't have to be the old way anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to go through that anymore. Um from my own perspective, uh, I have no interest whatsoever in in ever going back to the old way because I know now how um, you know how straightforward it is to 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 assess what a person's actually good at and then match them with the position. I mean, that's a mindset shift. And uh, one of the questions I'm always asked is, "What about resumes? Well, how do you figure out which the good resumes are?" It, you're leaning your ladder up against the wrong wall if you're asking that question. What you're asking me is how fast can I climb the ladder that's positioned against the wrong wall by asking that question. Um, You're not going to be able to get what a person's good at out of a resume. It's a different game now. And uh, the challenge I would ask your listeners to consider is to switch the mindset from trying to get good at the old way not applicable anymore to using the tools that will get them success in the in the new method.
0: Hmm. I think that's a perfect time to ask how people can find you. How can they get in touch with you if they want to learn more about this?
1: Really easy, buildmyteam.com. Uh, you can schedule a free <laughs> consultation. Um, our team members are, uh, the, the way that works is they hop on a call with you and uh, ask you a bunch of questions about your practice. We want to find out um, there's certain things about practices that make them unique. Are you a, um, you know, a really busy practice, more quiet practice? Uh, what type of healthcare uh, are you in? Um, on the doctor side of things, what do you like? What don't you like? Um, the positions that you're looking for. Most docs want a, a one person that can do six different things. Well, those days are gone. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen anymore. What our team will do is help you isolate it down to one, maybe one and a half type positions. And then our team writes the job description, goes through that entire process, as I said, and then sends you over the finalist candidates. And um the it's straightforward, it all starts at buildmyteam.com.
0: Amazing. Well, Mike, this I feel like we could talk about this and and you know, really keep going for a long time. And I think I my biggest takeaway really is that the practice wins, the candidate wins, and the chances for success are so much higher. That's that's what's sort of a two-part takeaway. That's huge mm-hmm. to me because I love these win-win scenarios. And I think the other is just the reduction of stress, right? Taking all those things off your plate that shouldn't be on your plate right? Um, But often land there because, you know, you're the provider and you're the face of the practice or whatever. And, you know, I get the drive to to thinking that you ought to be doing this, but if it's for an administrative position and you have a practice manager or someone who could fill that role, that's the person who's going to be training, Mm -hmm. who's going to be spending the most time with them and who probably knows the administrative side of the practice better than anybody else does. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense, right? That you, that, that it would work that way. So I think that, you know, that makes everybody's life better. And I just, you know, Absolutely. you're right. Things have changed so much And this business of taking, you know, two, three months to fill an admin role. I just don't, I don't think it should be that way. So.
1: Well, it's not anymore. And, uh, just eliminating this from something that is on your plate altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, Outsourcing it costs less than it costs you to do it yourself. We did a study on uh, on that in my own practice, and um, what we came up with is that if we hired the wrong person and fired them in fourteen calendar days, it cost us forty five hundred bucks. Now, when was the last time somebody was hired and fired in fourteen calendar days in healthcare? I
0: would assume that it's rare.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, incredibly so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just just uh, things like that we don't think about in healthcare because we're off to the next patient. You know, we're yep. focusing on the clinical care because that's our jobs. But on the other hand, the CEO hat that that you are teaching us to essentially wear, um, we have to make time for that. And this is one of the ways.
0: Amazing. Well, I have so enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for coming. I have one final question and you'll probably yeah, be repeating Tracy. yourself. Cause I think we talked about this. If you could offer one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: Uh, straightforward hire for strengths and talents, not uh, experience or personality.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much, Tracy. This was fun.
0: A massive thank you to Dr. Mike for sharing those golden nuggets on building your dream team. I hope you're as inspired as I am about reshaping the way you approach hiring in your practice. Remember, it's not just about filling seats. It's about finding a great fit. Take a moment to ponder the three crucial steps, finding, slotting, empowering, Let them marinate because that's the recipe for success. I'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences. Drop us a line on LinkedIn or on our community page on Instagram and stay tuned for more insightful episodes where we unlock the secrets to a successful thriving practice. Keep wearing your multiple hats with pride while taking excellent care of yourself. I'll see you next time.